And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Monday, November 15th. Oh my gosh, it's the middle of November. Here we go. Uh, Mark, feeling good today. I'm ready to start the week off on a very strong foot. I feel like uh, we've got the attention of people for another, what do you think, maybe a week, and then it's all downhill. Yeah, yeah. next week is Thanksgiving. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. So we've got a week where we're going to capture your attention. Now, listen, maybe what you should do during your holiday times is that when your family starts to bug you, remember we were all like, oh, it's so bad. We can't be with our families. And now you're going to be with them and they're going to drive you insane because that's what we do. That's what we do with our families. While you're kind of like, oh no, I need to get away. Maybe what you should do is go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact button and ask the question that you've been waiting to ask for a while. And we'll get your note. And don't forget to let us know if you want to come on the air. Today, we are talking to Brooke. She is on the line from Pennsylvania. Brooke, are you cooking for Thanksgiving or are you going somewhere else? Uh, I am not cooking. I have given all of those responsibilities over to my husband and support him fully in those efforts. I love that. What brings you to our airwaves today? So I had a question about my mother-in-law. She actually has, she's not super well-to-do, but she has all of her uh, life savings in a Merrill Lynch account. And she is, as she ages, she's looking to potentially sign that over to my husband and I. Mm -hmm. Um, She's just worried about kind of as she gets older and healthcare costs and, you know, maybe prematurely draining that account due to those things. Um, And we were just curious if that's like something we should consider. Um, Tell me a little bit about her. So how old is she? She's 80. Okay. And how old are you, Brooke? I'm 42. How old is your husband? 46. Is he the only child? No, he has a brother who actually came up with this idea after seeing his own mother-in-law go through a negative health situation. Are both your husband and your brother in similar financial situations? 
Um, hard to say. Uh, the brother doesn't have kids, so there's, and he lives in the city. We're more in the suburbs, so it's a different kind of markers. I would say, you know, we're both comfortable. Both families mm-hmm. are comfortable. Okay. When you say her life savings, can you quantify how much money she has in that Merrill Lynch account? It's 175 k Okay. And that's really the only money she has. She doesn't have a bank account somewhere? That is. It's in like a cash management account. So mm-hmm. she draws from that for any expenses beyond Social Security. And so she lives on Social Security and the money in this account? Yes. How much is she drawing down on this account every month? Do you know? It goes in between 600 to uh, the high has been 1500 Okay. But generally, is it about 1000 bucks a month? Uh, that's probably fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are we scared of here? That uh, she's going to need to go into a home or something? Yeah. I mean, that's it. Right now, she's living independently, but, you know, her mobility, you know, is, is getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, you know, giving up the car. She doesn't walk on her own anymore. Um so she needs Boy, does to it suck to get old. Yeah, right. So she need, she's the most optimistic person in the world, though, which is great. So, you know, the idea is like with the my the other son's mom um, or mother-in-law, she had basically gone into care quite quickly mm-hmm. and then basically was waiting to qualify for, for Medicaid. So it just drains drained all of her life savings in the time it took to get her into like a final hospice care. I got um, He and his wife suggested, hey, you know, so you're not completely, you know, destitute at any point. That's really what we're looking for is to preserve as much money, not so much for an inheritance, but for. I understand. I got it. I just wanted to know what the, I, I definitely, I wanted to figure out what your, what the goal was here. How much is her house worth? So that money is based on selling her house of 30 years. Oh. So she's paying rent now. Ah, I got it. So she's paying rent. Okay. That's really interesting. You know, you may not need to make this one fell swoop. Is she also in Pennsylvania? She is. Okay. So I think that we have to go look up what is the limit in Pennsylvania that will make you Medicaid eligible. Okay. Now it's weird because there's all these weird things that like what is income, what are assets. So it looks to me that a married couple's joint assets can be up to $130,000. So she doesn't have to actually get down to zero right? We have to get the the amount of money under the, for a single person to get that. What you might want to do is instead of actually trying to, you know, give it all away, maybe what we should do is just do gifting. And you can do an annual gift right now of $15,000 per person. So your, your mother-in-law could essentially take um, fifteen thousand dollars and gifted to you and to your husband, and then another fifteen thousand to your brother-in-law and your sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. So right there, we can do this right now, immediately. There's no tax event doing this, and you can do it this year in 2021, and do the exact same thing next year, in 2022, in the beginning of the year. And then I think she's probably okay. So thirty this year, right? For so thirty and thirty is sixteen. Six, so she'll be done. And she doesn't have to get into like doing that for your kids. I mean, she really wanted to do it. You could gift more because she could gift to your kids, but we don't want to make it unequal. Right. Now, the only other thing I would say is the money that's in this account just has to stay liquid. It has to be really boring. 
there's nothing more you can do. And then you guys are going to probably have to start paying some of the bills. Let's say she's, she does not need care and she whittles this all down. You guys are then going to have to start paying the bills. Yeah. And that's fine. We're, we're totally okay with that. We probably keep it separate so that whatever she needed, we could just, it would be her money that we would be writing a check for. All right. So this is what I would do. I would be very, very careful around this. I think you probably, does she have an attorney? Uh, just here and there when she's like needed a will, not someone. Okay. So she has somebody who did her will though, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. So I think that that's kind of it because her only income would be social security, which I'm sure is not very high right now. You know, I think that it's important that you guys feel like you're going to be able to step in and someone is going to actually be able to pay these bills. No fancy pants, no gifting all at once. Keep the money in her name. And I think that you're good. I think that that's sort of the general game plan here. I mean, it may not even be necessary to get the get down beyond that. But I mean, I might just talk to somebody who is like, maybe talk to the lawyer and just make sure I'm reading this correctly about the Pennsylvania rules. But I think that I think you'd be you'd be fine and dandy. And you just make sure in in addition to the will that she has a health care proxy and a durable power of attorney and just make sure that you are kind of dealing with this stuff sooner rather than later. Because as you said, she sounds like she's in declining health, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. Now, what's going on for you guys? What are you going to do with this money that you get? Oh, I'm I totally mean- kidding. You're going to use it for her. <laughs> See, I was, that was a little bit of a trick. Are you, are you guys in financially okay? I mean, you know, we're, we're our heads are above water. I mean, do you have time if I ask Of you course. To- Brooke, it's all you, babe. Excellent. So for me, um, just for a retirement check-in, I am, sorry, like I said, 42. My current balance for my 403B is 347000 Nice. Is that good? <laughs> so I feel like you get all the calls about people who complain about, you know, everyone um, being such high earners, and I'm mm. here to set the record straight. Okay. So. All right. I like it. Are you a teacher? No, but I do work uh, in higher ed. So you're in higher ed, so no pension, just the 403B? No pension, um, but I do get a straight off the bat uh, 8% employer contribution, pre-tax. Mm. And then I do an additional 12%. I do currently 9% Roth and 3% mm-hmm. pre-tax to get Good. to 20 Currently, so my husband and I have two kids. I make 93 roughly a year. And I just kind of want to know, should I be doing more like the calculators go back and forth on telling me I'm great to telling me I'm terrible. So I don't want to say that you're terrible ever. (laughs) No. Um, Are you the sole wage earner in the family? I am. My husband brings in maybe like 10K. He's Mm -hmm. our youngest is getting to the age where he will now, you know, try to go back to full time work. But right Mm -hmm. now, these are what our numbers are that we're okay. And how much is your house worth? Um, This time has been good for us. We are at I'd say we're probably like close to 350, 340, 350, somewhere there mm-hmm. in there. Mortgage balance? About 170. We just mm-hmm. refied to a 20 um, at 2.5. So we're not paying extra. Do you feel like you have some wiggle room in your cash flow or not? I mean, we do. We're not like crazy uh, spenders. We, mm-hmm. But, you know, we always, my thought is I don't really want to put more in if I don't have to because I'd like to grow up you know, my cash and just kind of feel a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. um, just to not, you know, I always think about it, but that's also my personality. 
So I, I could put in a little bit more if that would make the difference in the long Tell run. Tell me what's in your cash reserve, in your emergency reserve fund right now. We have about 30K. That seems a little low. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's something I'm always working to, toward. But I would say that that's our six-month expenses. Mm-hmm. We, we could probably stretch it a little bit if we needed to, you know, if we were okay. really cutting back. Do you have any money set aside for kids or are they, we are Penn State. Are they going to state school? What are they uh, doing? Well, I mean, they're still pretty young. I mm-hmm. do have a benefit of, you know, working in a university system if they were to get in. So that's always, we put in, I just put in like a hundred bucks a month for them just to kind of show them that I care, but not to <laughs> anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Um, how old are they? 10 and four. And how much is in the 10 year olds? I think she's, I don't check it too often. I want to say she's right around 9,000. And the four-year-old? That's, uh, you know, probably like three grand. You don't like her as much anyway. Well, you know, <laughs> we, we haven't known her. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you have to do that. I, I mean, I think that they know that you love them. I mean, I really do. So I don't think you have to do that. I would rather take the hundred bucks and just throw it into cash reserves and build that up to, you know, closer to more like a nine month. I, it doesn't sound like you're at risk of losing your job, but you never know. Life's weird. And you expect that your husband will make more money in the future that will help you build things up. I mean, obviously, what would be great would be, you know, when the kids are, you know, both in school that he's starting to work and then he just puts money in his own Roth, you know, yeah. and, he's, and he's able to do that because he's making more money. So I think that would be I think that's the game plan. Does he have any retirement plans, anything else that's floating around or not? He's got zero. Zero is not exactly the number I was hoping for. I got to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> Brooke. Brooke, I want a bigger than, larger than, greater than zero. All right. Well, like, he's got to get back to work because he's the primary caretaker. When's that four-year-old going into kindergarten? Isn't that like when the magic moment where we can get him back to work? It is. It is. Um, I mean, if he, he's kind of looking now because we would, you know, if it, if paying for care offset the cost, then we would mm. do it. So You're in that weird situation, actually, you would be really helped by the child care provision of Build Back Better if it gets passed. Yeah. You um, would real like, because then it would be like, okay, we can pay for it because it's not like this whopping number. So you're the type of family that would really, that would be good for you. But let's see how this goes. In the meantime, let them go get a job. Don't make yourself too crazy. You're going to, you're doing what you need to be doing. I'd love for you to build up the cash reserves a little bit. Don't worry about the 529 plans. And presumably when he's going back to work and has income, at the very least, let him just open a Roth IRA and put six grand in. Okay. All right. Okay. So don't worry about my retirement. What am I going to worry about? Why am I going to worry about that? If your cash flow allows, sure, put more money away, but don't make yourself nuts. It's not worth it. You're in better shape than you think you are. You're only 42. You almost got half a million dollars. You're going to keep saving for another 20 years. You're in good shape. Mark, you got to leave that in because that's a good message. Yeah, that's what I'm going to think about all the time, Mark. (laughs) Mark, (laughs) make sure you keep that in and, and maybe isolate that and send it to Brooke so she can play that on the phone. <laughs> I think you're going to be just fine. I don't want you to stress. Let us know how things go. And if you have any follow-up questions, now get that guy back to work. You're married to that one, okay? I will. You know, he is bringing in the mother-in-law, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know. It's always the mother-in-law. 
If you, like Brooke, want to know how to get your in-laws to gift to you in a way that's tax efficient, or if you want to talk about your retirement or your kid's college education, just give us a holler. Go to JillOnMoney.com and click on the contact button. So easy. Now, while you're on the website, you're going to see there are two podcasts that we have. This one, Jill on Money, every single day. And then we have Eye on Money, which is the uh, Viacom CBS podcast we do. And when that drops twice a week. So if you want us nine days a week, nine episodes a week, then you can just check it out. Do that. Subscribe right there. And uh, remember, we are here for you. So again, just if you've got a question, please don't hesitate. Try to lift someone up today. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.